Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Tuesday, June 7, 2022. Okay, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Time right now. Got an hour of trading to go. Uh, market is up slightly. We got the uh, Dow Jones Industrial Average up 0.44%. The S&P 500 up 0.54%. And the Nasdaq Composite up 0.52%. So not too much going on there. But we do have some things going on. Uh, Target. Uh, did let the uh, financial analysts know they might have an earnings issue for the second quarter going on uh, right now uh, due to uh, basically uh, having to reduce their inventory, which some analysts are interpreting as perhaps slower sales. So we'll uh, take a look at what's going on there with Target stock. I also want to talk about what happened with Amazon yesterday after the split. So we'll make a few comments on that. Uh, we've also got uh, some other things going on here. Also, uh, over there in Great Britain, they're starting a big experiment with a four-day work week. So I'll make a few comments on that. Uh, saw something just come out. The Federal Reserve's what's called the GDP tracker uh, is showing that our economy might be getting somewhat closer to a recession. So we'll see what's going on there. Also, uh, World Bank... Um, they basically said they're cutting their global growth outlook and warning of a 1970s-style stagflation. So I'll talk about what that is. And the World Bank's track record, they do a lot of good things, but their track record sometimes is kind of spotty. Also, when they're giving a global outlook, that's not uniform throughout the world. Uh, basically, it affects some areas more than others. So anyway, we'll take a look at what's going on there with that. All right. Okay, so uh, let's talk about this Amazon uh, stock split. Okay, so the company did a 24 one stock split. Uh, I'm just going to round the numbers off. But what happened on Friday when you adjust Friday's close for the split the stock closed at about $122.50 a share, more or less. Uh, what happened yesterday, Monday, it opened about $2 higher, $124.50. But, you know, I said on Friday um, or Thursday, whatever day it was, I said that the key to watch out for there is, you know, wait about a half an hour after the opening and see what happens. See, that upwards movement came from a lot of orders that were placed from the, between the close on Friday and open on uh, Monday. And that's exactly what happened. About 30 minutes after the open, you know, a lot more investors jumped in and ran the stock up another $4. So it was sitting at about $128, $128.5 a share, and then came back down by the end of the day to 122.5, which is about where it is now. So the stock is basically unchanged from before the split. But you know what I said the other day is that the key, you know, long term, companies don't go up and down due to stock splits, the price, they go up and down due to the fundamentals of the company. So, you know, something to keep an eye on. Amazon, obviously, their sales are still growing. They become, you know, ubiquitous now in our society. Everybody knows who Amazon is. Uh, but they're, they're running into some uh, expense issues. Uh, 
you know, fuel for their vehicles. They, they, they're, they've got a higher than they used to have level of returns coming back as well as a few other issues, as well as more competition now from Walmart, which is actually even a bigger company, uh, with, with their increased online offerings and so forth. But keep an eye out for it. All right, so we got that going on. Okay, so I uh, also wanted to talk about just a couple of things. Oh, a Russian billionaire's yacht has been seized in the Fiji Islands. I guess there was a court case on that, $325 million yacht. You know, and I've said, one thing about those sanctions, you start affecting those high-powered government officials and these Russian billionaires, uh, that's going to get, uh, they're going to get Vladimir Putin's attention real quick. So, all right, so we got that. Uh, also, the Federal Reserve, the Atlanta District of the Federal Reserve, that's District 6. Uh, basically, there's 12 Federal Reserve District banks. But anyway, uh, it says here, the Atlanta Federal Reserve's GDP Now Tracker uh, is now pointing to an annualized gain of the second quarter for just 0.9%, down from an estimated 1.3% less than a week ago. What does that mean? Gross domestic product is the value of all products and services produced in a country in a single year. United States expected to produce around $22.8 trillion this year. All right. So basically what they do is they take the uh, quarterly numbers and then annualize them out, like multiply by four. All right. So um, in a robust economy, uh, our, in a robust economic times, our economy would be growing by about 25 3.5% a year. That's after inflation. It actually declined in the first quarter, down 1.5%. However, that number is up to a lot of division, uh, revision sorry, and not finalized for five years. Okay, so for the second quarter, it is still showing growth. You know, we just got less than a month to go now in the quarter. Uh, but a week ago, it was showing that the second quarter growing at 1.3%, now down to 0.9%. If we have a second quarter of uh, a declining GDP... That is the definition of a recession. A recession is uh, two declining consecutive quarters of a shrinking economy. So, you know, we'll keep an eye out for that. That's something the Federal Reserve is going to watch. Uh, you know, they're raising interest rates, uh, decreasing the money supply, trying to deal with inflation, but they're also doing a balance on that, wanting, not wanting to show, um, you know, not wanting to push. Uh, the economy, uh, where they're showing slow economic growth into a recession, at least not a severe recession. So, all right, so we got that uh, going on. Okay, so what else do we have? Yeah, World Bank. Uh, what, what that is, it's an international organization. Uh, basically, in plain English, it, its purpose is to make poor countries wealthier without making wealthier countries poorer. Uh, and they've done a pretty good job with that over the years. Uh, so anyway, but it says here they're sl slashing their global growth forecast to 2.9%, warn of a 1970-style stagflation. Okay, well, th their track record's kind of mixed. But uh, again, when they talk about global growth, um, it it's going to be some areas going to be growing more than that, others less than that. But we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what's going on there. Um, what stagflation is, we had that in the 1970s, that is a declining economy. We had it here in the United States. We, we still had high inflation. Uh, you, usually when you have a, a recession, inflation quickly comes down because people are spending less. There's less demands for products and services. And as unemployment goes up, workers are not demanding as much money. They just want a job. And for many companies, labor is their biggest cost. But 
you may run into that situation on occasion. Some economists used to say it was impossible, but a situation where you have a declining economy, a recession, and still have high inflation, uh, and that's called stagflation. We haven't seen that since the 1970s. Uh, I think that was possibly one of the only times in U.S. history we actually had that. Uh, but anyway, you know, we certainly had recessions and a Great Depression in the 30s, and we didn't have high inflation at that point. Uh, yeah, what was happening in the 70s, I mentioned it on a recent session, uh, the government was more or less printing money to try to pay off its debts from the 1960s and early 70s. Uh, and also, we had the period of the very high oil prices that was contributing to that. So, all right, so we'll see what goes on with that. All right, so we got that news. Um, yeah, uh, we also have here, uh, yeah, over in Great Britain, uh, what, what they're doing, uh, apparently they're experimenting. It says the world's biggest four-day work week pilot begins. Uh, thousands, uh, I say actually United Kingdom, thousands of United Kingdom workers are starting a four-day work week from Monday with no cut to their pay in the largest trial at this time. All right, so the last six months, 70 companies. Uh, yeah, there's been some mixed results on that. You know, here in the U.S., some companies have done that for years. The idea is you work four 10-hour days versus five eight-hour days. You know, obviously, you save on travel, you know, back and forth and so forth. But here in the United States, I think we've already far gone beyond that. We have a lot of companies now offering, you know, flexible hours, uh, work from home day or two a week and in the office, you know, two, three days a week. And I'll tell you one thing about that that's not always talked about. That, that, that would obviously begin to affect our traffic issues. Uh, you know, if you have less people on the road each day going back and forth to work. So something to think about there. Um, you know, and also I, I, an area that's been hit hard that could be hit would be clothing and dry cleaning. Uh, you know, people have less need for work clothing and dry cleaning if they're not going in the office as much. So something to think about. Uh, one, one thing also, I briefly said it was Great Britain, and then I mentioned it looks like it's the United Kingdom. Uh, what is the difference between England, Great Britain, and the United Kingdom? Uh, England is the uh, basically the southern two-thirds of the main island. Uh, so you have England there, um, and then you have Wales also. Wales has tended to associate itself with England for well over... Uh, well, well over a thousand years, close to about, um, much longer than that, actually. Um, you know, Prince Charles, next king of England, is the Prince of Wales. All right, then you have Scotland up in the north. And for many centuries, the English and the Scots were mortal enemies, but eventually they began to resemble each other more and more as, you know, politically um, and so forth, at, culturally, as, as they were, you know, rivals. And a lot of families began to intermarry, and eventually, they united as a single country. So when you have the entire island together, it is called Great Britain. And then the next island over is Ireland. And then what happened, the um, English and Scots began to settle the northeastern part of the island. And, and they're Protestants, where Ireland tends to be very Catholic. And so when you add Northern Ireland onto Great Britain, it's called the United Kingdom. And, and the actual Union Jack, the flag, is actually the English flag, Scottish flag, and Northern Irish flag, uh, one on top of the other. You, you can look that up. It's a weird relationship they have over there. They're a single country, and yet um, they each send their own team to the Olympic Games, um, and they're apart in many other ways, uh, as far as legislatures, currencies at times, all kinds of stuff. So if you're ever doing business over there, you want to make sure you're doing business with England, 
Great Britain or the United Kingdom. All right, so we got that news. Uh, what else did we have today? All right, got a few more things going on here. Uh, okay, so Apple had a big announcement. Yes, they a lot of updated software. Now, I'll have to look at this in a little more detail, but I guess they're getting more into financial services with the iPhone and their software. And they apparently announced some kind of uh, buy now, pay later program. So we're seeing an increase in those. Uh, a firm's another company doing that. The one thing about that, though, you got to be careful with anything uh, with that. I mean, Apple's big enough to absorb any possible losses, but companies like a firm, uh, what may happen is if we run into tough economic times, you got a lot of people on these buy now, pay later programs that certainly qualified for the financing. Uh, at the time of purchase that suddenly may be defaulting on their debt if they start running into job issues. So keep an eye out for that. I'm sure Apple's carefully evaluating that. Uh, our firm, by the way, is AFRM, is their trading symbol, Apple, Frank, Ralph, Mary. Okay, so we had that. Uh, we had a few other stocks in the news. I wanted to mention uh, Kohl's also. And we'll also take a look here as we begin to wrap things up here in just a couple of minutes with uh, Cryptocurrencies also. All right. So uh, what they're being, what they're doing. All right. So Target stock. Uh, first of all, I did mention that they um, they told the analysts this morning they're expecting an earnings hit for the second quarter. They're trying to work down their inventory. So the stock uh, TGT for Target. Uh, Tom George Tom down four point seven percent right here at the moment. All right. So we got that. Uh, Kohl's, um, they haven't been announcing to department store that they are up for sale. They want to become part of a bigger company. And the study was news today. They're in negotiations with the parent company of the vitamin shop to possibly purchase the company at $60 a share, six zero. So let's take a look at Kohl's. KSS is their symbol, King Sam Sam. Uh, yeah, they're up 9.1% at $45.44. So the key there, if they're saying they're going to buy them for 60, why are they at 45? Well, the deal may not go through. And I'd have to look at this more detail. My guess is this is probably not a cash, straight cash offer. It's probably a combination uh, for that far apart from the 60. It's probably a combination of cash and um, vitamin shops actually owned by franchise group. Uh, it's probably a combination of their stock, which could go up or down, as well as the cash. But I'll take a better look at that with some upcoming session. Uh, Peloton, also uh, PTON. This is a company that went way up at the beginning of the pandemic as people couldn't go to health clubs, and they went out and bought all these Peloton machines. And then as people have gone back to health clubs, they have sold their Peloton machines. So this stock, I guess their CFO has been with there for, for a few years. Uh, Chief Financial Officer Jill Woodworth, she is leaving so after four years. So anyway, the market didn't like that. Stock was down 1%, down 0.68% right now. Yeah, I've said this before. I, I, I'd wait on Peloton. I don't know if this is a, a buying opportunity. It might be eventually. But right now, uh, to give you an idea, uh, as we wrap things up, before the pandemic, the stock was around $26 a share, shot up to $151 by December 2020. And today is at $12.40. And I know even when I started mentioning a couple of months ago that I probably, even with the big price declines, I'd probably wait on this one. It was around $29 a share then, or $25, I think, so we're in that range. And now it's half of that. So 
I, I keep an eye. I, I, I keep an eye on it probably, but I don't know if I'd be jumping on that anytime soon. All right, I think we're going to wrap it up. Oh yeah, one other thing. I've had a few people contacting me other ways who've never met me. You know, Bill, what do you look like? Uh, well, I just redesigned my website. I, I, I'm a musician also. So if you're interested, uh, BillTMusic.com for Bill Thompson. BillTMusic.com, and you can see a recent picture of me. Okay, so we're going to wrap things up. Hope everyone's doing well. Again, Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and I'll talk to everybody again soon. Take care. See ya. <laughs>